What is going on, y'all? And welcome to a special episode of Dylan's Two Cents. And, you know, the show is also available. If you're not listening live on k-ru.org, it is available on all major podcasting platforms. The easiest way to find it is you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Dylan Dilworth, D-Y-L-A-N-D-I-L-W-O-R-T-H. And if you don't want to listen inside of Anchor, there's a button that says listen in another app. You just click it, click your podcasting platform of choice, and then it'll take you straight to it. Boom. It's that simple. All right. And this episode is going to be a little bit different because we're just, just, yeah, excuse me, one take, this is live. <laughs> we're going to be discussing music and in the studio, man, I have a return guest, Andrew. What's up, guys? What's up, man? And we also have a special guest, a homie of mine, Adam. What's happening? What's happening? All right. And then coming into the studio as we speak, coming through the door is... Mohammed, he has a show, Sweet Canal. Oh, I gotta unlock the door. Oh, oh yeah, can't get the door from me yet. Coming through the door, Mohammed, he has a show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on k-ru.org called Sweet Canal. It's also available on YouTube. I don't know if he's gonna be in here chilling or if he wants to get on the mic or not, but you know, Mohammed, just hop on the mic, introduce yourself real quick, even if you're not gonna say anything. Thank you for letting me in. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. Yeah, How about yeah, yourself? Right, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, thank you for giving me the shout-outs. Yeah, I'm on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Sweet Canal was sweet for you to listen to. All right. All awesome. right, man. I know, Mohamed, I know because you uh, hit me up, like, last night, so you're kind of, like, in the dark on all these topics, but, you know, uh, you know, most of us here primarily listen to hip-hop, but, you know, it can be any genre. Any genre can apply to these questions except for, like, about two of them. <laughs> but yeah, let, you know, feel free to jump in. But yeah, but we're gonna start off with a little bit of background, and uh, you know, if you don't want to answer any of these questions, you don't have to, because I know like some of these questions may end up being like a security question for like some accounts or some. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to answer it, that's cool. All right, but we're gonna start off with every going around and ask everybody who's their favorite <clears throat> artist and why. I guess we'll start with me. Are you looking at me or uh, anybody? Well, I, I guess we can start. I need with you. a second, so I'm gonna have to. I yeah, need right. a second. I can so start off. Skip oh, yeah, 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 go ahead. Start it. I thought you were looking at me. My bad. Give a okay. long reason, too, because I'm still kind okay. of between two. All right. So, my favorite artist, if you know me personally, or if you follow me on social media, you know Meek Mill. Absolutely. Rapping all day long. <laughs> MLG as a whole. Shout out to Maybach Music Group. Hey, Rick Ross, man. Hey, send a deal through. I'll sign it. I won't even read that contract. I'll just sign it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, but Meek Mill, because, like, yo, he's very, like, he's very diverse, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, like, the best example I can give right now off the top of my head is the Legends of the Summer EP. You know, like, because track one, Philadelphia, I'm like, you got the, like, you got the record for the streets. He even said in the song, this, him like, this is for the trap, this is not a hit. And, like, you got the trap street stuff. Then he got the stuff for the ladies with Dangerous on there. That song is fire. Then he got the club banger. 1 a.m. That's gonna be banging. If like if you see me with earbuds in and I'm, if you see me with earbuds in, I'm just like rocking out. You know, and that's most likely what I'm listening to. And then the last song is like the social conscious, stay woke song. So you know he has multicultural. And then you know, and then all the hardcore Meek Mill fans, you know, you got old Meek, nappy head Meek, where it was like just destroying stuff. So yeah, like he can really tackle anything. Like if 
Like I feel like if me was to tackle a country song, he could he could do it. He could. No, there's no way. I don't believe it, man. Country songs are you. I don't know, just the ones I've heard. But I'm not big into country, so I could easily just be completely wrong. But the way I look at it, country songs are usually like a little slower. Like just the ones at least that I've heard. Oh yeah, I don't we feel are, like right? me could be like, <gasps> like you know, he's yeah, hype fat, and yeah, very energetic, paced. very yeah. fast paced. Yeah, no, cause, uh, yeah, cause fast paced. Yeah, and plus. Yeah, that energy too, because we were like, oh, he's screaming. I'm like, bro, it's the energy though. Yeah. And plus, like, hyped. there's been plenty of time, because like, uh, cause, like his engineer Cruz, because you know when me got uh locked up, you know Rick Ross uh, hooked him up with uh with the gig with Atlantic Records to be like their in-house studio, and then he was like, everybody, everybody tells him like, yo, I love how fast you work. He was like, he was like, it's done like like that, and then he was like, man, because when you're working with me, he said you gotta like you gotta be on pace and stuff like that, and then even uh. Like, and then even with his producer, Pap, because, like, one of the videos in the studio where he's playing him a beat, and then, like, me goes, yo, speed that up, and it's hard as shit. <laughs> and, like, and the beat is already, like, fast-paced, he's like, yo, speed it up. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I like Meek, man. You said Meek's from Philadelphia, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know if he would be the hip-hop artist to, like, be able to do the country song. And you already have Nelly with Tim McGraw, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's got to be more Even Southern Midwest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God. So I think Missouri, like, we, we, we already represent with Nelly the gets hip-hop too much hype, country man. crossover. Too much right. hype, you think? Oh, yeah. I'll be the one to say it. I but feel like there's way too much hype around Nelly. But those are throwbacks. Like, they're all... That, I mean, yeah, bro, you got the I'm just into that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, let me let me fall back a little bit because I'm from St. Louis, so I got a lot of bias. Definitely, this from St. Louis, you're right. Yeah, cause I was like, yo, I'm like, we got the R&B crossover, Kelly Rollins. I'm like, oh, let me chill, let me chill. I do like Kelly Rollins though. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Of course, I like people who go against the flow and uh, prove themselves. So this singer is pretty old, but he's still going on, and he causes a lot of controversy which is uh, something i like i would just say eminem because he is a eminem. white guy mm. in uh, a black dominated um, music genre and he proved himself he went underground sang his um vocal cords out and with a lot of lyrics out of dictionary that i still need to look up and when i listen to him and I still cannot catch up with his lyrics, even if I have the lyrics in mind. I might be able to catch up on one part, but not. But listening to Eminem, other than enjoying it, will give me the speed to be able to sing lyrics with other songs, such as uh, Rock and Country, or any other rapper, actually. <laughs> yeah, so Eminem, you're still on top. Okay, okay. That's a good point. I can agree okay. with that one, M- but I'm biased though. Like Eminem was the first rapper that I came across, like other than N.W.A. I think I found Eminem first. That's what I remember the most. But my favorite rapper, probably Kendrick Lamar. I feel like that's a very cliche thing to say, so I'm just gonna explain it a little bit. <clears throat> now, Kendrick also has before Good Kid, Mad City. He has like two or three prior mixtapes. Yeah. He has like one that he has like lot. There's like all this controversy and all these theories about it. He has like one mixtape that's kind of locked away. He thinks it's too. He thinks it's trash. So he's not gonna like re-release it or anything. It's like from his early early days. But he's got mixtapes from like 2009, 2010, and he's been with TDE for like a long time. Like yeah. if you're deep into Schoolboy Q and Absol and them, like I am, like you'll know that he's kind of been around, and 
So I feel like that kind of gives him that veteran status. Like he's been around, he knows what he's doing. Good Kid Mad City, I feel like, is just a reflection of his life and what he sees. And he puts a lot of like mainstream flow. And I shouldn't, he has like his own lyrical way, but it's more mainstream. Wouldn't you say Good Kid Mad City compared to Pimp a Butterfly? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he can kind he proved himself there that he could be a commercial success. And then with To Pimp a Butterfly, I feel like he was able to channel what he sees and what he feels and put it into something and convey a message and have like a deeper meaning into something and try and teach something. And then I feel like Damn is sort of a mixture of the two. That's how I look at it. And then I pretend like Untitled Unmastered didn't happen. I'm not the biggest fan of those. Well, uh, There's well, a couple, but like, I don't like it as a whole, like the other three albums. So I just feel like he's kind of proved himself that he's a very versatile artist. He's worked with numerous producers. He's worked with legends. Like he's worked with Wu-Tang, Eminem, Rick Rubin, and Metro Boomin, like numerous amounts of people that just have a great name for themselves. So that's why he's my favorite. Oh, no, uh, real quick, didn't uh, didn't they say Untitled Unmastered was like, well, not necessarily throwaway records, but the ones that didn't make uh, to Pimp a Butterfly? Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. I want to say there was one of them on there that was dated like 2012, so it could have been a throwaway from Good Kid, Mad City. I thought there was one that said 2012. I can look up the track list really quick. But yeah, they're like, they aren't throwaways. They're just things that, like you said, didn't make it on the album. All right. How did you rank his albums then? Man, that's a hard question. Um, <clears throat> Just stuff I'd like to listen to more. Well, I, I don't listen to all John like any genre of music always looking to like find the encryption and decipher a message so i wouldn't put to pimp a butterfly at the top right off the bat probably damn i feel like it's a lot cleaner and a lot more i don't know the other the only way i can define it is just refined feels very crisp and energetic and yet there's sort of a deeper meaning under it like on dna when he disses fox news one of my favorite verses of his that i've ever heard amazing it was fire and then so Dam's up top, Good Kid, Mad City, to pimp, Bu- to pimp a Butterfly, Overly Dedicated, which is the mixtape before mm-hmm. Good Kid, Mad City, and, or no, it's Section 80, I think. Yeah, Section, yeah. 80, Section 80 and then yeah, 80, yeah. Overly Dedicated? I can't remember. Section 80 came out before Good Kid, Mad City, and Overly Dedicated, I think, was before I like Section Overly 80. Dedicated more because it just sounds older. It sounds mm-hmm. like an older Kendrick we don't usually hear, so that's yeah, why I prefer yeah, that yeah. over Section 80. And plus, like, if, even if you're not sure, like, if that's, like, your favorite rap, like, you can tell, uh, was, you can tell, like, You can see the some, progression. That's what I like. Yeah, because, like, when Meek first got out of, uh, first got out of prison, like, about, like, three songs leaked. And then I'm, like, listening to it, and I was, like, and then I, before I did research, I'm, like, yo, this one is a scrap from Dreams and Nightmares. I'm, like, this sound like it should have been on DC3, and then I ended up being right. So you can, like, if it's your favorite artist, you can tell, like, by the, by the style, tone, flow, whatever, you can like kind of piece it to the approximate time period oh yeah it's awesome that's why i think artists that have kind of been around a while i feel like they have more of an advantage because you can i don't know at least for me i'm super into music i'm not like into it i feel like like the average listener is but i like seeing progression like oh this is what they sounded like then and they sound like this now and i think like what did they do what did they have to think or what had to happen to make them sound the way they do now it makes me get into more of the music that's like in the middle. 
There is a YouTube clip you can look it up. It's called the uh, Music Evolution. It starts from like I've 600 BC. Oh yeah, I've watched that one. That's one of my favorite ones. Until they show Ice Ice Cube. Yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, there's one. There's like a history of music, and it takes it from like however many years ago BC all the way to modern day, and it like showcases like every genre. It's really interesting. It's like yeah. the evolution of music or something on YouTube. It's great. All right, let's swing it on over to Adam. All right, all right. Um, I guess as far as hip-hop goes, my favorite artist, definitely Joey Badass. Um, I don't know. my just He's got, he embodied, like he came up with that mixtape, 1999, and yeah. he had that boom-bap, old-school New York hip-hop sound. I do like the boom-bap. Yeah, boom bap it was. Beats are the key. Yeah, it, it, sound, it had the old nostalgic sound that everyone loved, but it was still fresh and it was still new. And he was like 17 yeah. when he released that, and the lyricism on it, is incredible the features are great um, but then he just he kept progressing and while he kept making projects I think he had one called summer nights and then his first album before the money everyone was trying to like pigeonhole him into that oh you're just a 90s rapper you're just like riding off that boom bap sound the nostalgia sound but he diligently worked to make sure that didn't happen and then he released his album last year all-american badass that that's a good album, though. Yeah, like it's a great a album. That's Every my... song is so good. And, like, he broke himself out of people channeling him into just being a nostalgia 90s rapper, but he didn't have to sacrifice his lyricism or his subject matter or, like, any of the, like, good quality music to do so. He stayed true to himself, and he stayed true to good lyricism and good music, but and still pays homage to the old hip-hop, but still makes his music and sound new and fresh. And he's, well, he's only like 23. He's super young. He still has yeah. a long way to go. Yeah, dude, he's only 23. I forget yeah. that a lot. He is? He's, yeah, he's a young dude. Mm-hmm. He has all the like bangers that we listen to that's like from earlier in his career was when he was 18, 19. Like, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, his first yeah, album. He was young. It dropped on his 20th yeah. birthday. Like, like, I know he was young, but I didn't know he was yeah, that dude, young. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it flips me out every time. Whenever I hear the number, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's because cr- he, he can do the club bangers and then he can do that. Yeah, he's versatile. I feel like he's shown that one hundred percent. You know, it's uh, he's versatile. Even though, yeah, he's versatile. No, can I ask you a favorite. question real quick though? What's up? Uh, have you listened to like people that he used to be like Capital Steez? Oh yeah, I love oh, Steez. Oh, yeah. No, Steez. Uh, I w- I wonder where Joey would be today if Steez were still alive. Like, would they be neck and neck? Or, I don't think so. You don't think so? I feel like Capital Steez. At least to me, he sounds a lot more old school. He sounds a lot more 90s yeah. than Joey Badass, I think. I feel the thing is about Joey Badass is his production is more 90s. Yes. And But he has, like, that that cut in that 90s lyricism. Mm-hmm. But he kind he has that flow and that diction when he speaks that kind of makes it more his own, yeah. kind of makes it his own genre. It's nice. No, it is interesting. I think Steez features or just, like, YouTube videos where it's like, oh, capital Steez freestyles, like, those are a little bit more captivating and more mind-blowing than, like, a, a Steez song by itself. Yeah. At least to me. Yeah. And that's not a discredit to him or his talent. That's just what I observe. I enjoy freestyles, especially mm. when they're genuine freestyles. That Those always oh, blow yeah. my mind. I love them. Because hey, <laughs> we all know these rappers go up and then they memorize, like, like the game. three unreleased songs and then just, like, oh, I can rap for 15 minutes straight and then just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of unreleased songs that they got sitting in the stash that'll never come out. Uh, no, I, mean, I guess it's smart, but that's a pretty good trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then you can also kind of 
and plus, like, you can also kind of tell when they're you, when you when start they hitting, with it too easy. I feel like yeah, too easy. Like if they start in like the double entendre and the triple triple entendres, like you can tell. And plus, like, and then like you can tell like a genuine like freestyle because like they're having fun with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, and they'll like stutter or something, but then they'll make something out of it to right. like transition it into a new like rhyme scheme yeah, or something. I would never. I was thinking when Meek was freestyling for Flex and then uh, was cause it and then he was like trying to think of something and then uh crap, what was the bars I'm trying to think? It was like it was like crossover it with the ooh it was like in yeah. the race stars in the roof, ladder up like Pikachu. It was like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like he just, <laughs> just having fun with it. That's amazing. I mean uh sneeze that I made that sounds like Hachu. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna have it we gonna go over while we still on the topic. So what is your favorite? I was like I scrapped the question. What's the best? But you know, because I just scrapped it. But you know, best and favorite are two different things. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm just gonna go with what is your favorite song by your favorite artist? Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> my God, is EDM okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go with um, "Strobe for Dead Mouse." Uh, it is about ten minutes song. There is no lyrics whatsoever in it. And uh, if you listen to it, it can basically take you to another world. I don't know. It's just beautiful, and there is no, no, no lyrics whatsoever. Yeah. All right. So for me, cause I'm like this was hard because I'm like I got one thing and one thing, but I think I like because at first I was like that DC four outro, and then I was like wait, I'm like let me stop. And then I was like, okay, I'm like Ricky, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I mess with him, I'm like, but no, not necessarily and stuff. But I think I finally settled on one. It's gonna be hard to say his name because you know we over the air. The uh, the little Snoop tributes on little. It was on Dream Chasers three. Little N word Snoop. Oh snap, not kill. Yeah, uh, it was because of little like little Snoop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so because like that song is just like he has another little Snoop tribute that he has in the in the cut. But you know, like, but this one is like you can. Like, you can tell, like, the emotion and everything in that one. So, you know, R.I.P. Lil Snoop. <laughs> I've actually never heard that song. I'll have to give that one a listen. Yeah, Dream Chasers 3. <coughs> Dream Chasers 3, all right. You go next, because I'm still, <laughs> <I'm> still <laughs> no, deciding. I'm still deciding. This is hard. No, it is hard. It's hard. But I think I got one um, by Joey Badass, 500 Bins. It's a single. It's like not on any album. It was just like a song he released uh, okay. summer 2017. Static Selector is the producer, and that hey. duo is just. Hey, no, for real, bro. Static Selector. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if the if the little kid. Uh, what's he calls it? It still go by the name Astro or the Astrom Astrom kid. I don't know, but he did a song with Static Static Selector, and it was called. Uh, dang, I know. Uh, I know the. I know the little kid was and it was on what's that show Nick Cannon that talent show America's Got Talent something like that. Oh, let me see. Do I still got it on my phone or did I end up losing it when I switched computers? Okay, Astro, aka the Strom little kid from the starving like Marvel for Cool J song, didn't know. Mm. Produced by Scott Scott. So, yeah, that's like this thing on that one. But anyway, sorry, my bad. No, no, oh, yeah, good. no, dude. He really is. The Static Select is amazing, but like the duo, like him and Joey, badass together is just. It, it always is amazing. Like they work together. I like several of his albums, several of his projects. Every song is good, but this one in particular, I don't know. It just it's it's kind of a slow, more chill song, but the lyricism's there, the good instrumentation is there. I don't know. It just it can kind of fit any situation, any mood, and 
I just like it. It's a good song. And it was hard to pick, but I think that's got to be the one. Especially, like, it's not on any album, so, like, I'm not picking one album <laughs> or the other. I just got this song. Like, 500 hey. Bins. And for real, like, you can really tell this this messed up Adam. <laughs> Yo, this question messed up Adam. Yeah, yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro he's having a hard time. All right, Andrew. Okay. Um, <clears throat> DNA, Kendrick Lamar. And I've seen the music video, too, the visual for it. Have you seen the visual? Oh, yeah, DNA? yeah, yeah. No, but... Uh, it was like, yeah, the video, and then the I was video like... video's awesome. No, right, and I was like, oh, wait, you were... <laughs> so bad, but, so no, you're cool. Uh, <laughs> no, DNA, just because it's... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just really hypes me up and makes me feel some type of way. And obviously, like, if it's your favorite song, your song makes you guys feel some type of way, too. Mm-hmm. Just, like, whatever it may be. And especially the last verse... When he's talking about Fox News and everything and being like in the eye of the public and just talking about all this stuff, it's awesome. I love it. It's such a hype song. And he just he speeds up, the tempo gets quicker and quicker and quicker. And you think, Oh, he's gonna slow down, but he doesn't. He gets even quicker and then the song ends. It's amazing. I guess I just I like the transition a lot in the song. Especially if you're looking for something that's like high energy, I guess. Good song. Good listen. Alright, alright, next question. So, does an artist being signed affect the way you support them? What? No. Okay. Uh. So, all right. Let me give you uh give uh Muhammad a little bit of context. So, cause like right now in rap, there's a big thing about people be like uh being like I'm independent, meaning they're not signed to a label. They do everything themselves. Okay. And then, cause you know, of course, if you sign with a label, the label is gonna do a lot of promotion for you. They gonna pull a lot of strings and you know do a lot of stuff help you get interviews all that type of stuff you know it's like and a lot of people take pride on not being signed to a label and then plus the whole label situation because most of the time uh the label owns the rights to your music and if you're signed a 360 deal they get a piece of everything that you do all right so does like this being signed to being signed to a label affect the way you support an artist? I said no. And I think I'm going to stick with no. Like, I thought about this one before. And, like, I don't, unless, like, the label they are signed to does something bad or, like, really, really acts toward, like, just taking money from the artist and really screwing them over, then I'm not really going to be inclined to support an artist one way or another. If it's good music, then, uh, you know, I'll buy it. I'll buy the, the, the products and I feel like if there's an artist that's independent I might be more inclined to buy their merchandise and things like that but it's usually always going to be more expensive in that case I think an example is like Flatbush Zombies all their merch is super expensive but they're independent and so like I want to support them but I don't have that yeah. kind of money yeah, yeah. All right, I kind of got like a part two of this question but we're going to like wrap up the first one anybody else want to <laughs> go or should I go um, yeah, I'd say it definitely affects how I see an artist, but only if they're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm independent, da, da, da. And even if that person is independent, I guarantee they have an accountant, someone who's helping them with promos and helping them market themselves. Just like maybe not even employees, just say like one of us, say I started rapping and I became next Eminem or something. And like I had you guys around me and like you were accounting, you were marketing, like that's not independent. That's not how I look at it because you're depending on other people to do other sectors of the work. 
And that's the only time, like, I really <clears throat> pay attention to that if someone is signed to a label and they're like, oh, yeah, man, I do all this music stuff myself. Like, you may make the music, but you don't market it. You're not the one, like, actively selling it. I get – I shouldn't have said that. Like, they are obviously trying to sell it because, like, they're putting effort into the music and they love what they do, et cetera, et cetera. But they have whole – if you're signed, you have a whole team behind you. You know what I mean? Mm. It's completely different. So it only gets to me if people preach about how, oh, I'm so amazing, I do everything, when really they're signed to a label and they have a whole team. But other than that, no. Unless if it, like, like what Adam said, if it just heavily impacts the music or all of a sudden this person, after they put out a hit, they kind of just fade out of the picture just ever so slowly, like Ace Hood, <laughs> RP Ace Hood. Yeah, or hey, what's another example? He's dropping some fire, though. Uh, what's You've shown me some of his music recently. I yeah, like it. Bro, uh, what's called Trust the Process. Mm -hmm. Or Rich Homie Quan. He's having a lot of album issues. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Because he's oh, not putting out a lot of music. Yeah, and, uh, he actually got out of that contract now, and he signed. He signed to Motown now. Okay. So yeah, he got out. But yeah, no. But the reason, yeah. But he said he didn't put out no music. So he was like, cause, you know, if I'm not getting paid, he was like, why am I gonna put mm -hmm. out more music that I'm not gonna get paid yeah. for? Mm -hmm. And then so, and he was on that whole like wave with like young thug and and all that and then you kind yeah, of he's been around stop. a while yeah i forget he's on that uh travis scott song mamacita with young thug good song no but only if people are getting on a high horse about it or it's obviously affecting the artist i don't really care if they're signed to a label i don't think there's any shame in it like don't you want to make a really good living off of doing something you love yeah. i mean being independent i feel like can only take you so far like we see people that have done it but i feel like we also don't think about how many people have tried to do it yeah so that's right. how i feel on that all right muhammad do you have anything i don't know if you if you sign a lot of uh, paperwork it basically takes the art away from you kind of and you'll be like yeah um, yeah, we need you control. to go to Kentucky and meet with this person and be on TV with that person and do this on TV and do that. They have control over what the artist does and they can't be themselves. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I understand that completely. They That's a good point. They take away uh, something called, oh my God, will I make money or not? That's away from the picture because you're gonna. That's it. But they own you. So you feel like you're not you. You're not doing what you want, kind of. And you just just doing what they are what do they want you to do even do embarrassing stuff on stage just to get promoted like, you know i feel you on that because i know like uh like when Lil dark went on everyday struggle because like i don't know okay this is all right now real struggle. okay now quick disclaimer because this was just the uh because this is just the caption that was put up on social media i did watch the actual episode but i don't remember exactly what his words were like, but I know, like, the little headline on social media was, like, Lil Durk said Def Jam didn't know how to handle his music. Because, like, you know, drill, and, like, everybody's, uh, you know, drill rap and stuff like that. And, like, but then at the same time, it's like, drill rap is, like, a new genre that just emerged in 2012. You signed the deal in, like, 2013. It's still a new genre. So I kind of get, like, where, like, he was coming from. Because it's like, yo, I'm like, this is a, like, these labels don't know how to how to market drill music. Cause like even like, cause I want to say like even like gangster rap is different from drill music. You know, it's like so it's like hard to you don't know how to how to market like the Chicago drill scene. 
But all right, let me uh, let me answer this question. So, part two. Back, all right, like back in the day when I was in like middle school, I was like, no, I was like, oh man, I was like, oh he's independent. I need to buy this out. I'm like, this is good music. Oh he's independent. Like yeah, like let me buy uh, like buy this album. It was like and then it was like well. You know, it's like, uh, I can just listen on. I'm like, well, he's signed to a major label. I can just listen on YouTube. Or something. I'm like, they mm-hmm. didn't cut him like a like a eight. Like, they didn't cut him million dollar advance and stuff like that. I'm like, he don't need my money. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, listen on on YouTube. It was like, but then as I got older, I was like, and I started learning like the rules to the game. It was like, even though they did get cut this like big giant advance, their records have to sell in order for them to in order for them to, A, get royalties and pay that money back. And then, number two, I'm like, for the industry to keep keep going. So, you know, so, like, and plus now with, with streaming and Apple Music and stuff like that, it doesn't really matter now because you just stream everything. You know, like, you don't have to necessarily buy, but, you know, that that's uh, for another discussion later on. But, like, a little part two. So, what about, like, if somebody is, is saying that they're, independent you know, like but they're secretly signed to a label oh was that a question sorry Sam. yeah yeah that was like the part two so like <laughs> i'm like do you have the same answer if somebody is going around yelling they're independent but they're secretly signed to a label because i know like russ he was saying that when he was meeting with uh what's what's the label you partner with capital records i, I think so yeah yeah capital records he <clears> was like yeah he was like we have people on the roster they've been signed for like about six months like, but we don't say anything because they want their fans to still think they're independent and stuff like that. And like, or because you know how you got the the little like label or whatever on, um, like when you go on iTunes, Spotify as the label. Yeah. They don't have their company. And like, but the label that they're under just leaves their name out of it. Because, like, how do you like feel about that? Because like it will say. You know, like you go to artists and then their company is yeah, their company is under the label, but then you find out that behind closed doors they're really signed to they're really signed to a major <clears throat> label. I feel like that's a very ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I feel like that kind of connects to how do you feel when rappers don't live their their music? Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for the I don't know. I feel like it matters to me one hundred percent. My answer wouldn't change. Like, why lie and say you're independent? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like for so long, everyone was like, oh, we need to, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to get a record deal. Like, that was everyone's goal. Like, get a record deal. Get a record deal and everything will be good. Now I feel like it's kind of going the opposite way with the internet and everything and how you're able to, like, you can market yourself and, sell stuff by your own means like you don't need the middleman anymore if you're but i mean in some cases that only take you so far but i feel like that's what a lot of people sort of strive towards so why my issue with it is why are they striving for a fake image when they because i guarantee in their songs they talk about being real and being bees knees and all that and how they're awesome and how they be themselves but they're lying that they're independent like, like me, it's like it doesn't really, like, change the way. Like I say, but okay. Also, I'm like, listen so, to their music. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just, I'll just think, like, as a person, I'll think of them differently. I'm just like, oh, why lie? Like, that's kind of whack. I mean, I won't hold it against them. Like, it's not like I see some music come up. I'm like, oh, they did this. I'm not gonna listen to it. Like, I'll still listen to their music. It just kind of puts them in a weird light for me. I'm just like, oh, why? 
Yeah, cause like I like uh, cause like I know one like I'm about to do a quick fact check real quick. Like uh, NBA Young Boy. It was like for uh, cause like on the record label on all the music shops, it it has his company, Never Broke Again LLC. And then uh, what's it called? And then like he signed to Atlantic, but for some reason Atlantic is like cause like I haven't heard NBA Young Boy uh, come out here and yell out he's independent. So uh, what's called? So I'm not saying that he's saying he's independent. I haven't heard him say that. Mike, but still, like, there's, like, you see never, uh, like, the people that don't keep up with the industry, they don't see that major label name behind it. And, like, so. Yeah, you're right. It was like, and then, so he's really, so he signed to Atlantic, but for some reason, Atlantic is not put in, NB, like, it's not putting slash Atlantic Records next to the label thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good point too. Like, this is sort of a conversation like between people like us that are like super into music, but like the casual, yeah, the casual listener isn't gonna like. I mean, they'd probably care, like, have an opinion about it, but I mean, they wouldn't go out of their way to find out. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. Adam, the same answer. Uh, Well, the same answer as the first part of the question doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. It's kind of shady. It's like, wow, that. It does make me think, yes, it does make yeah. me think a little bit different to them as a person. But at the end of the day, I understand they're trying to make money. Like, this is their job, and they do yeah. need to survive. And so, like, I understand where they're coming from, but it is a little bit like, oh, okay. And I think other people in the industry might hold them more accountable for that. Other artists are going to be like, oh, you're not real. You're not really acting the way you say you are. And they'll get more flack from that. And the fans, yeah, and it's kind of like as Andrew said, ties it to the next question like rappers live in their raps, you know, whatever. Because we, because we all know like Rick Ross has caught a lot of heat because you know what I'm saying, like he was a a, a correctional officer and stuff, and like and he's out here about like selling drugs and doing all this <laughs> stuff like that. Bell, bro. <laughs> you know, like, I'll still so, listen to his music though. Sorry, yeah. like that dude, but you cannot argue that he does not make good music, like in his beats. We talk, we've talked yeah, yeah, about like, yeah, yeah. his ear for the beats. His production is always A1. And he's got... He's so like, smooth there, with it. Like, there is a reason it. why you have Rick Ross-type beats, why you say a song, at least we've referenced it, so like a song kind of sounds like, like Rick Rossy. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. energy. So he's a good artist, but I mean he doesn't live his music. So it's... Completely up to interpretation. Yeah. I'll save that for like he my is, turn. He is living that getting money part, bro. Shout out Wayne. Oh, oh yeah. Lemon Pepper Doesn't Wayne. he have like five <laughs> wraiths or something? Or five? Yeah, he got two. Some he got sort two of yachts, combination bro. of Rolls Royces. He has two yachts. That yep. man's living his best life. Bro, he got that big giant mansion. Bro. How much does that guy make a show? Are there like any statistics for that? Uh, I know some sure. rappers have like numbers out. Yeah, uh, like I'm not sure, bro. But all, but all I know is like you know because he has multiple things of revenue because you know he owns 20 he owns more than 20 wing stops he yeah. owns no way oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wing, yeah like, oh no he's not just like a fan of the wing stop food dude like he owns a bunch of the franchise <laughs> that's amazing yeah. Right, so yeah i'm gonna give you the story on how that whole wing stop situation yes. came to be so he said uh he was out on the road he said he wanted something that he never had before he was like and so he stopped and go to wing stop he never been to wing stop before 
He said he goes up to the uh, to the counter. He asks the the woman at the cashier, "How much is it to buy this place?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, he said and he was like, "I never been here before." And he was like, "What do you recommend that I get?" And then she said, "Well, and like I really recommend our signature lemon pepper wings." He was like, "All right, I need a t- and like give me a ten piece of that." Said so he got he said he got his wings. He sat down at the table. He said he took that first bite, and he said the rest was history. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, all right. I guess Wingstop. And he was like, good. "I'll take twenty of these." And so he owns like more than twenty Wingstops. He owns, uh, he owns, I think two, two. Well, down south it's called Checkers. Up here it's called Rallies. Mm. Uh, I think, I think he says something about he's trying to open up a Pizza Hut, and then he's trying to open up a a Taco Bell. No, those aren't. Those don't sound as good. He shouldn't do that. Yeah, he should stick with the good food. Yeah, the wing stop. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it came out that he was like trying, working on it. There hasn't been like any updates. So, but I don't know. But those are the things in the work. And plus, you know, he, he got uh he got his own music. Then mm-hmm. he owns MMG that, you know, Wale, Meek Mill, and, and uh, some more yeah, artists. They're making mo- yeah, he's making bank. Yeah. Wow. And plus, and plus, he, and plus, like, another thing, like, yo, I follow Rick Ross on Snapchat. How does he have time for all this? Like, he the boss. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. He, like having that much stuff, and like owning and investing, like you really. And he makes music, and he produces sometimes too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, what's called? Yeah, he has all, his own like little studio where he works yeah. like really like close with like every department. But it's like, and plus like he drops he drops gems on Snapchat from time to time. Yeah, just stuff he hasn't released. I bet he does. He probably has a lot in the vault. Well, yeah, that too, but on like and, and advice too. Oh, okay. Because like he was like, yeah, because he was like, because he was like, yeah, uh, what you call it? Because he got like this big giant property, and like, but he has stuff to where like, uh, to where like he get tax breaks and stuff like that, and he gives like advice because he was uh, like, because he was talking about like how uh, how like with his music stuff. I think he said something about like his audio engineering technically being a senior citizen. You know, like, so I think he said something about he gets, like, a something from, like, a, a – what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say lean it, but I don't know. Now, I'm not big in the financial, but he gets, like, something, like – he gets, like, some type of credit from the government for, I think he said, his audio engineer being a senior citizen and stuff. And then, like, he owns – and then, like, some more, like, financial people was, like, oh, he has horses on his property, like, a barn. Like, that's another, like, tax credit or something like that. Oh so God. he So he's getting money, and he's saving money. And plus, like, and he drops gems from time to time on like little things he does uh-huh. as mm-hmm. on the business side to That's like cool. make and save money. I like that a lot. I really like rappers that promote being like financially, uh, what's the right word? Literate, like just yeah. knowing the terminology financial and knowing, yeah. yeah, financial literacy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Dang. Okay. What was? What was oh yeah, rappers living in yeah. You know, like, but uh, what's called? But yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a you can't win. You can't win for losing because you get clowned. If you don't do it, and like, but then if you really are doing it, you're getting locked up for murder charges and stuff like that. People like, <laughs> oh yeah, he living his raps or whatever, and then you be like, hold on, wait, but he just like he straight up like killed somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, so, I feel like it's like a win for losing situation. No, um, I feel like a good example of that is like Tay K. Like a lot of people thought it was all fake, like it was a publicity stunt to like jumpstart his rap career or whatever, but like he 
actually killed somebody. Yep, he actually killed somebody, and he actually and made the race while he was out on the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he recorded that music video, he was on the run from the cops. He, like, cut off his ankle bracelet yep. and dipped. He's like, I'm out. Re- made the song, okay. shot the video, released it. All in the same day or something. Something, some crazy story like that. Like, in a day or some short period of time. Oh, my God. Alright, so like just the man's a savage. Yeah. So I'm like, so if they live their raps or not, that doesn't affect that doesn't affect the music. Affects how it makes me feel. I feel like mm-hmm. when I'm listening to Easy E and Ice Cube talk about selling crack, hits me a lot harder than if Six Nine were to talk about selling crack because he talks about how he's not about gang banging in his interviews, but he talks yeah. about it in his music. Yeah. So it's, so it's like you'll still listen to music, but like the actual person, it was just. Just change your view on them. Yeah, but it's not like I'm going to hold it against the person. Like, I feel like most people don't really live what they rap about 100%. Maybe they live it to an extent, but they over-dramatize it for the song. Yeah, bro, I feel like, I feel you. Know, you. I feel you, because it's like, yeah, he was like 20 bricks in the trunk or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah you... Like, I mean, maybe you had one brick, but hey, that's still brick. Yeah, like, it's like, you might, you might, have, like, you might have two or three bricks in the trunk. It was like, but you didn't have, like, 20 of them in the trunk, so... Still, yeah, though, like, that's not as bad as... I mean, talking about, like, being from Compton, but you grew up in Maine or something. Like, just being, <laughs> completely making up a <laughs> yeah, fake yeah, identity. Yeah. Like, that Kid Boo guy. Have you seen that dude? No, I heard of him. Yeah, basically, he was this dude who um <clears throat> put out this video, and it sounds like, like he's completely, in my opinion, he's jacking X and Ski Mask on the song. Song's still decent, though. It's called Death to SoundCloud. Like, the beat's... The beat bumps. It's a good beat, good production. But anyway, he talked about how he's gone into interviews and he just clowns. He was the dude he, who went into an interview and he's like, yeah, I'm a clone that escaped from okay. Canada. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Him. So yeah, I mean, that's what I heard, heard it from. I just, and I just saw it. turns that. out, like, he said he was early 20s. Like, this dude's 30. He has child abuse charges oh. and all this oh, weird boy. stuff. So people weird. are kind of up in arms. And he had a girlfriend come out talking about, like, an ex who talked about how he was crazy. Crazy. And uh, you know Adam Twenty Two from No Jumper. Yeah. Apparently, like he was stalking him, trying to get like a shout out, trying to get him to play his stuff. And in, not just because if you're deep into Adam Twenty Two, like you know, like his live streams, you can pay to get your stuff reposted and pay for him to pay him to play your music like live on air. <clears throat> and he was trying to do that, and t- and Adam wouldn't do it. So he was like saying a bunch of weird stuff. There's a whole video on it about people talking about it. And they've got like the apparently they've got the receipts and everything, so but, it's interesting. But does that guy rap about all the crazy stuff he does? No, he wasn't even rapping about like crazy stuff, just like girls, Rolls Royces, that type of stuff. So if he's not rapping about his child abuse stuff or rapping about stalking Adam, but I mean, I feel I like it just doesn't <laughs> count. But, <laughs> but it's it's different because I feel like it'd be different. Someone say someone had a murder charge, started rapping. They'd be different than having child abuse charges and starting to rap. Like there's still a lot of stigma around Takashi. Like a lot of people, me included, still give him trash for like the whatever he was found guilty for, like or whatever he's accused of. I don't know if he's been found guilty like, of uh, it uh, yet. I mean, like the like the Takashi style fans are gonna like run and be like, you know, like he wasn't found guilty. It was a plea. Yeah, <laughs> like, but there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember where I was going with that. But, uh, but like you were saying that like people still give him flack for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Just, I just think it's. I don't. 
I can't remember what I was going to say. Dang. I went off on a tangent and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, what was the rappers living their stuff? Yeah, he was talking about okay. the dude that like got the child abuse charge. Oh, yeah, Kid Boo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just using him like as an example of someone who doesn't live what he... Yeah, he talks about like gang banging and all that stuff, but like he's not about it. Like it's... And all of his background information is completely made up. Like that's different like his entire personality his entire thing is a complete facade and i'm just saying how that's completely different than people over dramatizing 20 bricks in the trunk instead of one yeah. like that's different than someone <laughs> making up 20 yeah <laughs> the, the ad lib right 20 all right that's completely different than someone coming up with a completely made up personality is what i'm trying to say all right so uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the time, and then I don't know if uh, Roxanne is going to need the studio directly or two. But uh, we're going to hop into the main topic just in case she does. So, theoretically, everybody is on the table. Everybody is on the table. Everybody is up for grabs. Including people that have died? Ooh. Uh, Biggest Smalls. Yeah, Biggest Smalls. Uh, uh, I, guess, I guess so. We don't have to. I'm just curious. Well, okay. How about this? if we do people that's uh, that's dead? You get their unreleased catalog. Ooh. Oh, okay. Their unreleased music. I like that. Okay. All right. Everybody is up. Everybody's up on the table. Everybody's up for grabs. It was like, and you have all the budget in the world. So whatever they ask for, you can give them. (laughs) Build the dream team. Yeah. It was like any genre, any genre too. Three artists, three producers. Start your label. <laughs> Such okay. a hard question. All right, all right. I had a whole lineup before. I was talking to you about yeah. it before we got in here. I'm like, I have a whole lineup planned. Now I don't really know what to do. All right. Uh, what's cause I'm assuming that I'll, that I'll have to go first. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Give us some time to think. All right. So as far as artists, because I was like, you know, I don't want to just go out and sign the hottest people out. It was like, because if I feel like... If I like, if I really like their music, I'll stand behind them and make sure and do everything in my power to see them succeed. So, first things first, Meek Mill. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm assuming all of our favorite rappers yeah, are probably yeah, going on this. Yeah, and then on, I'm really I'm I'm really messing with Black at the moment or Six Lack, but it's pronounced Black. <laughs> oh yeah, his new I actually listened to it all the way through his new album. That's good. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like I feel like it would be a great fit. And then the third one, I was like, dang, I don't know. Like, cause then I had some people on the list, and then I was like, dang, they about to get locked up. And I was like, but then, like, when they come out, I'm like, it's going to be the same. And Plus, then, now people are going to jail. They're getting, like, I mean, like, X. Like, he blew up when he was in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you have that potential. So keep that in mind. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. people are people in prison are still kind of around. Like, they're blowing up. I mean, everyone's freaking out about the Bobby Shmurda verse. Yeah, <laughs> everyone thinks that's amazing. I think it's amazing too. It's cool, but no, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with my original three because uh, even though he's not locked up, original free, uh, free king and the man, free king and the man. December sixth, he's uh, he's got a, he's going away for three years. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm a. All right. So yeah. So yeah, Meek Mill, Black, and King of the Man. And then for the uh, what's called so a lot of people know, but the King of Demand, he's uh, what's called like he's a really like underground artist. He signed to I don't show know, me him. Yeah, uh, Drummer Boy, uh, he signed to Drummer Boy's uh label, 
And then, you know, cause like, like the way, like he tells his story and like do the verses and everything. It's like so raw and like you feel it. So pause. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me know. Like, it just hit me right there. I got to throw a pause in there. <laughs> it's like, but, uh, but yeah, like that emotion into it. And then even like the snippets, cause like, even though he's like, he's about to go away for three years on December 6th. Like, he's hitting up all of these, like, producer stuff like that. And he said he's going to be in the studio nonstop until he has to turn himself in. That it was like, and he's put out snippets of stuff like that, too. He was like, so he's definitely building uh, some stuff up. And then hopefully we still get Purple Hearts, too. Fight. Them snippets on Instagram. Fight. And then the producers. Okay. I don't know. I was like finding loopholes or whatever. Cause I was like, yo, I want to sign Nick Paps in there. I was like, hold on, wait. I'm like, but if I sign Meek, he's going to come with Meek. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, but he'll still, I'm like, he, I'm like, he won't be signed to me. He'll be signed to Meek under Dream Checks and I'm like, but I'm like, there's still that connection kind of right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so this first pick, I'm kind of cheating. I'm picking Street Runners. Because even though they're a group, they like operate as one unit. Because at first I thought it was just one person, and after research, I was like, okay, it's two people. And then after further more research, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's actually like a group. It's like you got two producers, then they have somebody in the group that plays the guitar. They got like about like another person. Like a that, whole band. It's yeah, awesome. that does vocals and stuff like that. Because you know, when I bought the uh, physical for wins and losses, and I'm looking through, I'm looking for the samples. <laughs> like I'm trying to find the samples on like yeah. all the songs they produced. And I'm like, and I'm not seeing any sample credits. <laughs> Like so it's that. all them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's I all them. that a lot. For real, because like, cause then I'm seeing it was like, yeah, produced by Street Runners. It was like for Run the Streets LLC. It was like with, and then got like the two main producers, like with additional guitars by, vocals that's, by. That's crazy. And so they have like a whole group. So I'm like, they're like making these orchestra and choir type beats with just about like, I don't know, from what I know, there's like a minimum four of them right now. I have a topic. Since you were talking about sampling and instrumentals, I have a question for you later if we have time. Right. I just want to say in case I forget. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of cheating on that one. Uh, then, mm-hmm. second one, uh, this producer on YouTube, uh, what's called a young, uh, what's called, he's got, his YouTube channel name is Young Devante. Dude makes is that the dude who got discovered by Meek? No, no, that's uh, Nick Paps. Nick Paps, okay. Sorry. Or Papa Meet You Boy. But Young Devante, he's like, he got these beats on YouTube. It's like, Fee's like very talented, yo. Like, I'll play you like one of the, like one of the beats he made like later on. All right, uh, cool. And then the last one, there's uh, another YouTube producer, uh, Harut on the track. He's like from, I think it's from Denmark. Denmark. But yeah, I'm like, crazy. Yo, the beats he make, like the like the beat I showed you that had that crazy build up and it just like dropped. oh yeah, you like that meek type beat. Yeah, yes. yeah, he made that. Yes. Man, <laughs> That's amazing. And, and then so, but yeah, so those are the the those are the three oh, three producers and stuff. But like, so anybody else want to take over? I got my list ready to go. Go for it. Okay. Right, for it. Uh, as far as the artists go, I go with um, Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar, he's a singer, up and coming. He's not super up and coming, but he's like kind of recent singer. What genre is he? I uh, haven't he's heard. He's R&B. Him. Okay. And he's really good. But I feel like just to have a singer on the label would be great. Um, Joey Badass, of course, because he'll have the whole pro era crew, <coughs> and everyone follow him as well. Um, and then Andre 3000, <sighs> because so we got Joey Badass as yeah. the rapper, Daniel Caesar as the singer, and then Andre 3000 who can sing and rap, and everyone is hitting him up for features. 
Every he has a Andre ton of Andre 3000 kind of been out here. Right, People talk about how Andre 3000 like hangs like, like Joey Badass talks about it. I think. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, have you heard? Have y'all heard uh Three Stacks verse on um on that Sorry song with Ti? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Everyone hits him up for features and and like he he's he's got so much unreleased stuff that I don't know. He's just and he's personally. One of my favorites. I love Outkast and I love his stuff. He hasn't released any solo stuff, but just his work from Outkast. Well, any real like solo big projects, but any other stuff from Outkast is just incredible. Outkast. And then uh, on the producer side, to follow with the Outkast, just to go with Andre 3000, and just because like if you look at every Outkast album, like the production is amazing and all the beats are incredible. So I go with Organized Noise because again, that kind of if we're doing groups, like that's multiple people. Yeah, they're all really good. Yeah, but they, they operate do. as one unit. Exactly. Yeah, one group, and uh, they're great. All the beats they've made have been fantastic. Um, I was gonna say Jay Dilla, but I don't think he has any unreleased mm. stuff. He, I mean, I'm sure he does, but like, there's so much of his stuff has been released. That I'm gonna say Mad Lib instead, because they're kind of they're pretty equal in my eyes. Like, I, they don't make the same kind of music, but like, as far as how much I enjoy them, they're about the same. Love Mad Lib's work, and then my last producer, Quincy Jones, because everything he touches is just. It just works out. Yeah, he's the one that uh, that worked with Michael Jackson back in the day, right? Yeah, Quincy Jones has been around for a while. Yeah, but I feel like he can contribute to music today. He still is. I'm pretty really? sure. Yeah, he just he still interviews like he's done interviews with like young and up and coming artists. Everyone idolizes Quincy Jones, so that's my three: <coughs> Daniel Caesar, Joey Badass, and Andre 3000 as the artists, <coughs> and then Organized Noise, Mad Lib, and Quincy Jones as the producers. Okay. That's my label. Okay. Um, Five is making a label. Label. Three rappers, Kendrick, and like these r- artists and producers don't have to like all link together and make no, some sort they of. Don't have to. The, okay, cool. So I would do the weekend. There's my singer. That's I, my I'm, thing. Yeah. Dude, I do like his name though. Have you heard his whole story about how he got his name? Like why no. he dropped the E? There's already a band called The Weekend, so he had to drop the E for copyright, and he just dropped it. He's like, I still want to be The Weekend. I'm just gonna drop the E. Hey, I felt like if I would have kept like uh, if I would have kept like my uh, what my PlayStation gamer tag is now, because the reason why I changed it was because like if I ever made it into the pro circuit. Uh, what's it called? You know, I didn't want to cease and desist from Cartoon Network on my desk. Yeah. Like so, I just, so I just like changed that. I don't know. I feel like if I would have like, I could have shortened it from Omnitrix to Omni, but then I was like, they gonna be like, but even if like, I'm like, let me just cut all connections because mm. you know they. Warner Brothers got billion dollar lawyers. They do, bro. They've got the whole team. You know, like so, like all like they can make. I'm pretty sure their billion dollar lawyers can make anything. Sounds good. Be like, oh, his original name was Omnitrix, but he shorted it down to Omni. There's still that connection. He's still using our properties to make a profit. Give us twenty million dollars. Twenty million. A whole twenty million. Like so, yeah. I decided just to to cut ties altogether. But you know, sorry, sorry for the. No, you're cool. Um, uh, so who that? The weekend, Kendrick Lamar, and I would say, just Drake. And I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but like if I if I'm on a label, I want Drake on the label. Producers though, I would do, Ledrick. Um, this was a hard one. 
because I'm big like into production and like listening to beats and everything. So I've got Ledrick, Metro Boomin, and for the third one, I'm gonna say this is a rap group though, but they do produce songs like they've produced uh, songs for like Juicy J and Taylor Gang and like that whole collective, Suicide Boys, because they usually sample like Three Six Mafia, which I used to listen to, and sampled Three Six Mafia like distorted and chopped and sped up slowed down whatever the sample mm. magic is sounds amazing to me so i do suicide boys for the third and make some good beats all right well i mean does it have to be rappers no any, any genre. genre okay like you don't like because you know you you came in to this whole discussion in the dark you know, like, how so can you i do the to... whisper thing when i'm talking huh so Oh, the little sound effect? <laughs> oh, sound I have no effect. idea, bro. All right. Akon, Guns mm. N' Roses, and not Eminem, Slim Shady. That's Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Slim Shady That's is so when weird. he's on the toilet. Will the room Slim Shady please stand up? Yes. All right. Everybody's sitting Slim. down. Producers-wise, you know, like Dead Mouse, since he doesn't have much lyrics, he produces his own, basically. Maybe he consults some people. He does it sometimes a lot. I think broadcast. he does it all himself because he live streams like his yeah, studio sessions sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He d live streams on Twitch. So, like, what he's doing and stuff. Sometimes he's he's like shows the keyboard and stuff. Um, there is a YouTube clip of him trying to produce something, and then like in eleven minutes, it's a nineteen minutes video. But you don't have to watch all of it at eleven minutes mark. It actually hits really good, and all of a sudden, Control A deletes it, and we never got to hear hear that at all. So he is as okay. a producer. Second producer is Dr. Dre because without him, Eminem won't have a beat, even though I think it will not affect him much, but I think it will affect him really hard. Oh, yeah. And I hope that Moss gets well soon. I heard a lot of uh, not okay news about him. But I feel oh, what happened uh, to him? Um, hey, what happened? Yeah, I think he's going to a mental facility or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Everybody gets tired at some point. Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously, especially being in the limelight for so long. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult place. I don't know. I mean, psychology needs to work on, on like, because they are in a different place. He is, like, basically a TV. He's projected. Everybody's looking at him. Everybody listening to him. And everybody's trying to pull his hand, like, come here, do a show, come here, do a show, come here, do a deal, and so on. So it's pretty difficult place to be. Yeah, the stress. Students do. All right. <laughs> so I don't have a third one, though, because I don't know producers other than these two. Right, no, that's cool. That's cool. Right, no, but before before I hit these outros, no, real quick, because, like, uh, when you said dead, dead Mouse, that, like, kind of the whole cease and desist thing dead and stuff mouse. like that, because I remember, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened but it, this was a while ago where like disney they said they're investigating dead mouse uh what's called about like the little like his little like logo and oh, the so helmet looks like mickey mouse yeah that is so wack so yeah dumb. mickey mouse and the disney logo and they had like that ain't it Chief. Did, That's some, a stretch. did some investigations or whatever so i don't know i don't think they would have hit him with sick the disney lawyers on him dude you already know they've got some top-notch dudes oh yeah real i'm like yo because I, I don't know i'm I feel like Disney wouldn't hit him with a cease and desist. I just feel like they would want a big payday or that'd try be to, crazy. I don't know. I never that'd heard any scary. updates. I never heard any updates on on that. 
Uh, so oh no, that's something I had to. Google. It's like Marshmallow Afterwards. being chased by a candy company. Real, I'm <laughs> telling you, bro, I don't care how rich I am, bro. I can hit this mega millions tomorrow if Disney send a lawyer after me. Even if I got 1.6 billion, what they got? Like they out here buying companies for like 60 and 70 billion. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yo, what I did they not... recently? I can't remember. Uh, but Fox, bro, they're still trying to. Uh, yeah, oh my Fox, god. Yeah. And I'm or like, no. was it Fox? There was something else. Fox and they maybe had. I'm talking about the one before it, before Fox. Oh yeah, they had um, Fox. Okay, now Lucas Films uh, was was a while back. I know I know what you're talking about. I they had bought somebody like in between there. Like I, they acquired somebody between like Lucas Films and Fox, I believe. I can't. I know what you're talking about. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Okay. But still, they're spending like. Oh, I get what you mean. Spending <laughs> billions of dollars, bro. I'm like the di- and plus, like I'm pretty sure they got like the top lawyers, like not in the nation, in the world. They can afford to fly them in and do stuff like that. I'm like, it don't matter. I'm like, Disney hit me with a lawsuit. I'm I'm panicking, yo. I'm panicking. Even if I am completely innocent, Dude, I'm still panicking. Mind, like if they're forking out billions of dollars, like that's just billions of dollars they're paying for that company. That's not including the billions that they're making, that they're managing. The assets that they own, it's crazy. Real. Look, I remember um I was looking up like I was just bored. I'm like, yo, they got so they got like so much money. I'm like, let me look up some Disney jobs or whatever. Right. And then so like <laughs> they got and then so like they got account so I'm like of course they got like the the big accountant, but then like they have an accountant for like every single thing. Like so, like they need to account for the did for like the Disney uh, for like the Disney World in Orlando. They need to account for the Disney World out in, out in California. It was like, and then even those assistants needs another team of assistants. Yeah, and they're managing so much money that I saw an assistant position for those assistants. They employ an absurd amount of people. I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but I saw it. I don't think it was too long ago, but it was an absurd amount of people. Like if Disney. If something were to happen Disney and they went under, like, a lot of people would be screwed. Yep. All right. So, let's go ahead and uh, hit these outros. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I am Dylan Dilworth, a.k.a. Dylan Tennyson, even though nobody refers to me as that. Uh, and if you follow me on social media, Dylan CBE. And, you know, uh, if you're just not tuning in, you can catch it later on on the Dylan's Two Cents podcast Two available cents. at anchor.fm forward slash Dylan Dilworth, D-Y-L-A-N-D-I-L-W-O-R-T-H. And if you don't want to listen on Anchor, just hit the listen in another app and select your podcasting platform of choice and it'll take you straight to it. Straight. Straight to it. Official. Yep. All right. Official. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Andrew outro anything you want to plug or statements? i'll plug my twitter with my extremely embarrassing username that i made when i was in like seventh grade uh if you want to follow me on twitter hit me up uh handle the real andrew t-h-e-r-e-a-l-a-n-d-r-e-w nine eight no spaces no caps all lowercase and i got nothing else all right mohammed do you have anything you want to well i know you're going to plug sweet canal but anything else <laughs> go ahead and do the shout for Sweet Canal, and if uh, you want to plug anything else, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you can uh, you can tune in on Sweet Canal on uh, YouTube. You just uh, search for Sweet Canal, and then you will find it. We have about four videos for now. Well, I'm producing right now two. That's all yet not yet released. And you can hit me on Snapchat, which is black 
the color lash LASH5 and Instagram is black lash4 and I have a PS4 tag which I would keep private for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our special guest Adam. Yeah, no, just want to say thanks for plug? having me. No, thank you for having me. I really had like a really fun time talking about this kind of stuff. Um, but no, I don't have any like real things to plug. But if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Adam Cardenasisk, A D A M C A R D E N A S S I S K. Is, that, right. the, I'll be is that the name or is that the handle? That's not the handle. That's my name. But like, I, didn't, I don't think anything uh, else should come up. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'll put everybody, everything they shout out, I'll put it in the in the description. So Awesome. Uh, and then uh, before we sign off on air, I want to give a special shout out to Roxanne because she could have kicked us out at two o'clock, but she said, go ahead and finish up the last topic. So shout out to her. Shout awesome. Out. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, and then uh, I still will be doing my regularly program Tuesday and Tuesday tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock, and that time is most likely going to change next semester. <laughs> so, change. Yeah.